0: This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out of home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics Studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Hello, and welcome aboard. My name is Adam Ritz, and you are listening. Oddly enough, to the Adam Ritz Show, Jay Baker is joining me on the telephone. Hey, Jay, uh, welcome to the Adam Ritz Show.
1: Well, thank you very much. Glad to be a part of it.
0: Uh, I wanted to mention something that I should have mentioned a few months ago, and I've I've forgotten it, and uh, now it's it's come back in front of me on my desk. So I want to I want to talk about it super quick. I was uh, honored to host and be the MC for the Huck's Caring for Kids golf outing banquet. Um, there is a convenience store gas station chain through the Midwest known as Hux, Hux Market, uh, about 200 locations, headquartered out of St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, I've done some marketing work with them over the years, and they uh, asked me to be the host and MC of their golf tournament banquet. And you and I have talked a lot about how fantastic, you know, golf outings are. It's a great way to get involved with a charity. It's a great way to spend the day. And, and you know, if you like golf and you wanted to pay for golf, you might as well just pay a few more dollars and uh, get involved with a golf outing. And then that way, the money goes to charity as well. And this Hux golf outing supports their charity called Caring for Kids. And the Caring for Kids Foundation is uh, it's topical now because of the holidays. They have raised so much money over the years, through the year, to donate for kids. You know, there's back-to-school programs with the backpacks. uh, There's coat drives for when the weather gets cold. And, of course, they supply um, holiday gifts during this time of year and food as well, food banks, uh, for the holidays uh, through the Caring for Kids program. And if you're interested in learning more, uh, about maybe even supporting this program or, or just finding out about it, I'll put a link uh, through our website, adamritzshow.com, on this episode. We air all of our episodes in podcast form, so when you go to our website to listen to this episode if you like, there'll be a little synopsis about the Hucks Caring for Kids Foundation, and uh, I'm proud to be a part of it, and uh, we'll also post a couple of pictures from that uh, golf outing that I uh, emceed. Uh, you've done a lot of these emceeing events uh, wouldn't you agree that just uh, that type of thing, if you can get involved, uh, pay your money to have a, a, a great day out on the golf course, and it goes to kids, uh, It's just a fantastic time?
1: No, you're absolutely correct. And that's been the beauty of being engaged with uh, charitable giving is you get to see how much fun people have, and then people nicely benefit from people having fun. So, yeah, I, I definitely think it's a win-win and uh, you and I have been lucky that uh, we're not afraid to talk in front of people, make a, make a mockery of ourselves, but we help charity, you know?
0: Well, one of the reasons they asked me to MC it is because uh, they have such an extensive um, raffle situation. They sell raffle tickets and yes. all of their vendors and uh, uh, clients have donated these baskets and prizes to give away. There were, I'm not kidding, Jay, there were about a hundred prizes to give away. So they didn't want to stand on the microphone and read off a hundred raffle tickets. They wanted me to do it. (laughs)
1: Sure. (laughs) You're just the guy for us. Uh,
0: Then I also wanted to mention before we get to you uh, and what you want to talk about today, uh, there's a sock drive happening nationally at Orange Theory Fitness. Uh, No secret, I'm a a member of Orange Theory Fitness. I highly recommend getting involved with your physical fitness Um, keeping your heart healthy uh, in any capacity, at any gymnasium, at any facility. Uh, The one I chose is uh, Orange Theory Fitness, and they are doing a sock drive. So I thought it was interesting that uh, there are coat drives, there are toy drives, and uh, this is a sock drive. And maybe I think about that. I have a furnace. I have um, heat in my house, and my feet are always freezing. And I have socks. <laughs> you, oh, you yeah, know? no, I, I know. Think about some needy families that don't even have socks, you know, let alone the the proper furnace or heat or money to pay for it. So, socks is a is a very important item uh, this time of year in December, facing January and February. These cold temperatures, so. Um, not only through Orange Theory's sock drive, but any any sock drive or, if, or the giving tree or if you uh, at your church, you know, families are accepting donations. Keep socks uh, on top of your list because that's something that can uh, really keep somebody warm. So uh, my next trip to the box store, wherever I go, I'm going to load up the cart with some socks. They're not that expensive. I'm going to throw them in the sock box and, uh, and help support this sock drive and see if we can get some feet warmer this season
1: yeah great idea
0: uh all right so we are into december now i believe this is our first show in the month of december uh time is flying i i feel like uh we were we were just talking about halloween are you kidding me uh and now here we are in december
1: well don't all the costume safety rules that you learn during halloween they're still pertinent for christmas aren't they (laughs)
0: Well, yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah.
1: Always. Yeah. Don't step out in front of traffic. Uh, be aware. Uh, always get a designated driver. The same things fall into place, just less costuming, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, this is a great time of the year, and it won't be long till people will be having some of their holiday get-togethers and things of that nature. So, as always, this is the season to be merry, but it's also the season to think about your own uh, safety. So always uh, follow those guidelines and rules, get a designated driver, etc. Now, as you know, um, this is the time of the year you're going to start hearing Christmas songs and they come at you from all angles. You know, you go into a store. Uh, if you have a serious radio in your car, you, there's like Fifteen total choices for different Christmas music. You could go everything from uh, you know classic rock Christmas to uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas, to, you know, and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Now, I've always said this is a this is part of the holiday. This is the downside to this great Christmas music. You can occasionally encounter what we call. Christmas earworms. Have you ever heard the phrase (laughs) earworm?
0: (laughs) No. Uh, And I I don't want it, but I think I'm going to get it because I do like Christmas music.
1: Well, here's what's funny. An earworm is a song that once you hear it, your brain repeats it about 50 or 60 times. So as you said, you don't want to get an earworm because you hear an amazingly, you know, uh, catchy pop song, but it doesn't leave your memory for maybe like two or three days. I mean, you're, you wake up in the middle of the night and you're, you, know, you have this earworm that won't leave you alone. So mm-hmm. there are a couple of big candidates for Christmas earworms. I encountered this uh, uh, story and I think it's kind of amusing. Uh, if you hear Mariah Carey's, all I want for Christmas mm-hmm. is you, your brain will immediately wrap itself around there, and you'll hear that song in your head for the next 48 hours.
0: <laughs> I'm immediately <laughs> humming it inside my head yeah, right Yeah,
1: absolutely. Now. now, it's a great song. We're not saying it isn't. In fact, it's become one of the most popular Christmas songs of all time. It has. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and then the other one, they just gave a couple of quick examples because I'm sure everybody has – their own that just sort of uh stick in their brain forever but if you think about the keyboard part in this song paul mccartney wonderful christmas time
0: i love that song
1: it's a great song i know there are some people
0: that don't like it it's made some worst christmas songs of all time lists it's one of my top favorites and i think it, it was just it's so nostalgic i was a kid when that came out and it was uh, on the radio so much yeah. in the in the eighties, early eighties. I, I feel like I'm a kid during Christmas time. Wonderful Christmas time in the eighties when I hear that song. I love that song. Oh
1: yeah, it's no, it's a great song. But that's yeah. So the Christmas earworms. Surely you'll encounter a few of your own uh, as you go through this holiday season. Spend a little time shopping and driving and hanging out with your friends. Uh, This is a kind of an interesting look. You know, this is the time of the year where uh, people start buying things. I used to work with a guy who jokingly said that the Christmas season is the time to quit buying crap for yourself and start buying crap for other people. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what I'm doing uh, here. (laughs) Thanks to Amazon.com as well. I have just been on a website looking at crap for other people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I thought it was well put because, you know, selfishly, we can't help but buy stuff for ourselves. We're not judging. It's human nature. Mm -hmm. But uh, this year, Black Friday online shopping uh, broke all kinds of records. It was up about six to seven percent over last year. Nine point one two billion with a B dollars were spent online for Black Friday. (laughs) that's a lot of crap for other people oh my goodness that's a lot of crap that's a lot of boxes that's a lot of shipping but that's an impressive amount of uh, money and you know it does kind of bode well i think uh you know we've talked about inflation is affecting people differently uh, this seems to indicate that we might sort of be coming out of some of the inflation, which I think is a positive spin on this.
0: I, you know, I don't know. I, it doesn't, I think it doesn't matter how high the inflation is. People are still going to buy stuff and spend money. Oh, yeah. Well, um, especially
1: for the holidays. I mean, you know, you know, I, know,
0: I wanted to mention, I, I forgot to mention this when you were talking about those uh, earworms uh, in the Christmas songs with Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Uh, I had heard this, and maybe you can correct me on this or confirm it. That Mariah Carey makes ten million dollars every holiday season just yes. from the royalties from that one song.
1: Have you heard that too? I I can confirm. Yes. Okay,
0: ten million. That is why. Ten
1: million. Yes. So
0: many artists make a Christmas song every year, an original Christmas song, hoping that it sticks, hoping it becomes the next. All I want for Christmas is you. Oh, that, absolutely. The other thing I saw was during the um, the Thanksgiving parade, she sang that song on uh, the Macy's th- the famous Macy's Thanksgiving Parade, and somebody caught video of her behind her as she's singing into the camera, and there's a teleprompter with the words to the song. Right and implying that she doesn't know the words to that song,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you would think by now she'd have the lyrics and down pretty well. If
0: I made ten million dollars a year from one song, I would know the words to that song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's point well taken. So yeah, the, that the, even the superstars need a teleprompter. So that
0: photo went viral uh, right after Thanksgiving. I, I you oh, know what, and so I fun. I'll give her some credit because I'm. It may have been up there for, you know, all the backup singers, maybe the backup dancers, just so they could see, you know, maybe they had trouble hearing the monitors and they just, what point of the song were they in? Uh, I'm giving her a little credit. Uh, I don't think she didn't know the words to that song.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say, but isn't that interesting that uh, <laughs> you, you would think by now she'd really have the lyrics really down. <laughs> Here, here's uh, my other footnote to uh, the amount of money that was spent. That's a positive trend, but they did caution, this article did caution, and I thought this was great to pass along to our listeners. Uh, you have situations, you know, when you buy stuff, uh, we're always putting it on a credit card. But a number of companies, in order to entice you to buy their particular product, will sometimes have their own financing and they said you have to be a tiny bit careful with that because uh, the financing that some of the companies offer are not as well regulated as credit cards. So we know that there's high interest credit cards. And, you know, if you're guys like us in radio, we <laughs> high interest credit card, well, yes, that's the only kind of credit card we used to ever be able to get for a long time. But you have to be a little careful with buying from some companies because uh, there may be that compound interest they sort of warn you about. So just be aware if the offer seems a little too good on the financing end to double-check that. Very good. Uh, Great advice. Thank you. University of California researchers found a new way to avoid grogginess in the morning. You know, everyone's been urged to get about 7 to eight hours of sleep a night if they can but you know uh, a number of people are waking up groggy and so this new study said let's look specifically at grogginess now and when you wake up in the morning are you ready to go no. Or yes no
0: no this story is for me I am very groggy I can barely get moving I'm a zombie uh, I need I need an hour to <laughs> I, I need an hour almost before I even get dressed just to sure. sit, have a coffee, flip a channel or two. Uh, just brushing my teeth is a 15-minute process because I'm so <laughs> out of it.
1: Yes, this well, is Well, you're me. not the only one at all. And so, uh, once again, this uh, research was aimed strictly at this. So they set up a bunch of very careful controls, and they came up with three things that can specifically help you. And they said that this is kind of groundbreaking because – Uh, As Adam just said, you know, he's certainly in this camp and a lot of productivity is being lost in our country because people, uh, when the alarm goes off, they're not ready. So uh, it came down to three things. So are you ready for this? These three things Um, will change your life.
0: Let me, uh, can I guess?
1: Sure, go ahead. Okay,
0: is one of them, don't look at your phone or a screen right before you go to
1: bed? Uh, You know, they didn't specifically mention that, but every sleep study that's been done in the last 20 years specifically mentions that. Don't look at your screens. I'm 0 for 1.
0: Let me keep guessing. Is one of them um, don't eat um, high-carb or high-calorie, high-sweet, don't eat a lot of sweets right before you go to bed?
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's you nailed it right there. They said that when you arise in the morning, if you are going to have breakfast, and believe it or not, breakfast back in this study, uh, breakfast is a meal that they say helps you get going in the morning. And their specific recommendation is high carb, low sugar.
0: Okay, so that's for breakfast? They're saying do yeah, that in the morning.
1: They're saying that do that in the morning all right, what, what number will help you ward it off. What number is that one? Uh, that's three of okay. three.
0: Okay, number three is uh, have a high carb. This is,
1: yeah, this is stuff that you need to do in the morning to avoid being groggy. Oh, okay. Uh, I,
0: I, all of my guesses were from the night before. Um, well, yeah,
1: I mean, obviously setting up a good night's sleep is never a bad idea. You know that.
0: I was going to say the n- number two has to be don't watch forensic files till four o'clock in the morning.
1: <laughs> avoid <laughs> any true crime content. Uh, okay,
0: so the I need t- two more guesses of what to do in the morning to avoid grogginess. What to
1: do in the morning. You wake um, up, you're okay. a little groggy. Here's
0: here's my next guess. Don't hit snooze more than twice. <laughs>
1: uh it doesn't say that here but that's not a bad idea
0: you know why it just occurred to me why i'm gonna get all these wrong (laughs) it's because i'm groggy in the morning if i knew the answers i wouldn't be groggy
1: all right what are the other two you may still be groggy (laughs) well (laughs) what they are saying uh believe it or not is to try to get seven to nine hours of sleep they've actually even suggested that laying in bed for a short amount of time even when you're awake actually helps your restfulness so uh the guideline of six to seven hours has now been kind of pushed according to this new research seven to nine hours may be more ideal and it's difficult for people you know uh to get in that amount of sleep
0: so you're suggesting that even if uh let's say uh you wake up you go to bed at midnight you wake up at 6 a.m even though your clock wasn't set to go off until eight you wanted to get eight out you were gonna get eight hours But now, for whatever reason, you you wake up at 6 and you're wide awake, you should still just maybe lay there for an hour or two?
1: Well, they didn't say an hour or two, but laying there for maybe an additional, let's say, 20 minutes may actually help your ability to be more awake once you get out of bed.
0: So sometimes I'll wake up at at 7 o'clock in the morning, but I'll just stay in bed until about noon.
1: <laughs> See, is that good? That sounds like, <laughs> quote, average college student. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. And Adam, Here's a new health program I have. I eat cold pizza and then I lay in bed till noon. How, uh, why do I feel groggy? I'm groggy. I'm a little groggy. <sighs> <laughs> so, and then the uh, third component to this is exercise. Uh, and not everybody can exercise first thing in the morning. So that's what they did say, that it, it should be within uh, a few minutes of your arising. Uh, get some exercise. They, they say, you know, once again, this is through uh, – exercise is never a bad idea anyway, but they said it specifically helps with your overall alertness later in the day.
0: You know, and I uh, that's, a, that's a great one because when you say exercise in the morning – uh, part of my imagination goes right toward the, you know, an hour workout at the gym or hitting the, putting on the, the Nikes and going and running three miles through the, through the neighborhood. And I, I, I don't think that's what uh, you need to do. Uh, you know, of course that would be great. But in my case, I'm so groggy in the morning, it, it's not, I'm not going to get up and do, a, and do a 60 minute workout in the morning. But what, what you're, you're telling – after is, what you're saying is, I, what I should do is, when I wake up, instead of just standing in my closet staring at a, a shirt for 22 minutes, I should get up and just, like, walk up and down the stairs two or three times.
1: Sure. Get there, the heart rate going. Go. Get, get a little little heart rate. Get yeah. the blood
0: flowing. Uh, you know, get some pain in my quads from the stairs. It's like a Stairmaster. Yeah. Uh, and maybe after 3 trips up and down the stairs i'm i'm immediately I'm going to try that tomorrow morning i bet it, it i try. bet it helps
1: i i was picturing you standing in your closet for 20 minutes looking at shirts and then saying over and over why me why me? <laughs>
0: well, that's you know every every weekday morning. That's uh, my every ritual. Weekday morning, and Absolutely. Melissa, it really it freaks her out when she wakes up and there's uh, a six foot three gentleman standing in the closet just staring at shirts.
1: <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> it's scary. let's put it that way. It's very scary. Hey, here's a cool story. Pat Maroon, who is a uh, hockey player for the Tampa Bay Lightning, believe it or not. He got shamed by the Tampa Bay Lightning announcers. They were poking fun at his overall fitness level. And uh, Pat decided to kind of push back a little bit and turned around and donated $2,000 to Tampa Bay Thrives, which is a local charity that uh, supports mental health, uh, body issues and substance abuse. Uh, and that was his way of saying, hey, you know, uh, every one of us can sort of be the master of our own uh, creation. And so Pat gave to charity and urged uh, Tampa Bay fans to give as well as his teammates. And now the, uh, the people that have received this, uh, Tampa Bay Thrives, have uh, a lot of extra donations heading into the holidays.
0: I heard about this story. Because the uh, the announcers just got carried away and they were somewhat making fun of his uh, weight or maybe he was out of shape or, or I don't yeah. know if they were exactly fat shaming him or what they said, but but when they were called out on it, uh, Pat Maroon and the announcers got together and the announcers apologized, uh, said they'd do better, and uh, that must be when Pat gave the money to the charity, right. uh, Tampa Bay Thrives.
1: Yeah, I guess Pat's listed he's uh listed as six three two thirty and the announcers said he was a couple of pizzas north of that weight. <laughs> which which I'm sorry. That's while funny, it's it's fat shaming. It's not it's not good.
0: That is color commentary. <laughs> and <laughs> and i can tell you that i am exactly <laughs> uh, and i mean to the pound exactly 63 230 so i'm so ins-
1: you know what pat's going yes. through yeah
0: so i maybe that means i should maybe have one a piece one less piece of pizza and donate some money to a charity <laughs> uh,
1: absolutely this is some really good news uh, there is a new breakthrough in alzheimer's research as you know alzheimer's is the number one neurological problem mm-hmm. being faced by a lot of Americans. And there is a new drug that is coming to market according to the New England Journal of Medicine. And I know you and I love the New England Journal of Medicine. Their swimsuit issue alone is perhaps one of the finest it is in the land.
0: a great magazine.
1: It is a great magazine. The great news about this uh, new drug is they said, this may be the game changer that actually ends Alzheimer's. Now, there's, there are some caveats, uh, you know, whenever they do drug trials, uh, sometimes there are some side effects. But they said that literally they wanted to see what some of the f- side effects are so that they could actually fine-tune the drug. They said that this drug will probably be most effective with people who are newly diagnosed with Alzheimer's. But uh, within they said the next three to four years, uh, we might be able to put Alzheimer's uh, as a ailment in the rear view mirror.
0: That would be f- fantastic. Uh, oh I my think so. m- maternal grandmother uh, had it and passed away uh, when I was 16. and uh, it is a it's that disease is not fair. It is not yeah. fair at all and it would be great to live in a world where there is no Alzheimer's. That is uh, fantastic news.
1: So uh, be looking for that. A new survey said that uh, one in four senior citizens would rather give up air conditioning in the hot summer months than visit a doctor. They've actually sort of addressed the issue about senior citizens going to see their doctors. And uh, about 25% of senior citizens say no. Uh, They'd rather... (laughs) They'd rather do without something like air conditioning or something of that nature than go to their doctor. So well, this is, this is a, a kind of a big problem.
0: I mean, uh, I, I think one in four senior citizens w- would give up air conditioning and just leave it at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, not, they they're not. This is not a bargaining chip. I, my parents are 81, <laughs> and in the summer, their house is 82 degrees, and they love it. Uh, So one in four senior citizens is giving up air conditioning, period.
1: That's like the Seinfeld episode when Jerry visits his dad in Florida, and he goes, is it it hot in here? (laughs) It's it's (laughs) the weirdest thing. And that's how I know I'm getting old, because I'm freezing all the time. They researched 2,000 Americans age 64 and older, and part of the reasons that uh, senior citizens... Uh, We're not acting like we're much younger than these senior citizens. But uh, part of the reason that uh, they don't want to go is they haven't been to the doctor for a while. And that was sort of a phenomena that cropped up during uh, the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, A number of people sort of uh, I would use the word postponed seeing their physicians.
0: Oh, maybe it wasn't even their choice. They just got a a notification that said, uh, we need to cancel your appointment and we'll reschedule it. Who knows when and who knows when back in 2020 turned into, I'm afraid to
1: go now. Sure. Well, and then also, uh, now days and I have found with my physician, he loves to assign blood tests, believe it or not, all the blood tests, which are great, you know, we've got new diagnostic equipment and the ability to ferret out a lot of conditions and things from just analyzing your blood. Uh, a number of senior citizens say, Hey, don't, don't want all the, all the, uh, injections or blood tests. So it's a needle issue. And then, uh, the last big answer given was that their doctor won't effectively listen to them. So, uh, you know how that is when you're trying to describe something to your doctor and you feel like you're not uh, you're not connecting. That is an issue with senior citizens. Uh, and part of the reason we bring this up is if you do have some older Americans under your care, uh, assure them that, yeah, not one to go to the doctor is sort of part of it, but uh, that they really should go to the doctor. That's part of the reason they did the survey was to, sort of reverse engineer this and say, how can we make it easier for senior citizens to do their doctor visits?
0: And I would imagine the um, the percentages are even higher when you just talk about male senior citizens
1: oh, not wanting to yeah. go to the doctor. They're uh, the worst, and in fact, uh, male senior citizens benefit greatly from being married to a female senior citizen who puts her foot down and says, you're going to the doctor. Oh, So you know my parents? <laughs> that's that's the dynamic that's, in most yeah. households
0: Th- thank you to my mom my dad uh, makes all of his appointments so very cool interesting stuff Jay Baker uh, get, why don't you get yourself to the doctor before our next show as we uh, <laughs> uh, uh, get closer to the big day uh, the holiday season the 25th right around the corner and then uh, New Year's Eve after that I'm sure we'll have some New Year's Eve safety tips coming up uh, next week I also want to talk about um, holiday party, office holiday party tips, because it's the office holiday party season and you do not want to do something at that party that will affect your job. This and more all on the way on The Adam Ritz Show. We thank you for listening. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics audio out of home marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.